everybody, it's Kenneth from Recording Lounge, and today we are looking at backing vocals. What to do to them, how to record them, how to layer them, and how they work in a mix. I got a lot of requests for this, so I figured I would pick a tune that, you know, had a, a decent amount of backing vocals. Um, not a lot. This is sort of like maybe your standard three-part type harmony. So you've got your lead vocal and then two harmonies. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what to do in certain situations. I'm going to even go into a little bit more than this song, just in description of what you might do differently in a different genre or whatever. This is a band, a sort of rock country type band. It's, uh, they basically are a rock band with country vocals. Um, which is kind of how a lot of country music is right now. But they have good harmonies, uh, they sing well together. So first let's talk a little bit about it. Um, I'm going to play you just a short section of it, and so you can kind of hear, this is totally raw, so you can kind of hear where they're coming from. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should've been okay And if you see it again, let me know Where'd the love go? Okay, so, you know, dry, those sound pretty good. Um, they're not perfect. They haven't been tuned and there are still a couple of things I would like to do to this to get it to really sound tight and modern and full. In a lot of songs these days, the backing vocals can really, really make it, you know, what it is. In pop or in country, the backing vocals are very essential to sort of getting that sound that you hear on the radio or that sound that you hear in your favorite recordings. Backing vocals are really important. So first let's talk a little bit about the recording side and what makes a good recorded backing vocal. First of all, the lead vocal has to be really good. If the melody isn't good, it's going to be really hard to even have a backing vocal part that's cool because if the melody's boring or if it's really slow or if it's too fast or if there's too many words, it's going to be really hard to even get a backing vocalist who can perform tight enough with them. The second part is, if the backing vocalists are not following them in such a way that makes it sound better, it instead just might make it sound like there's more people trying to sing but they can't, you know, then that's a bad thing. The backing vocal part is just import as important as the lead vocal part. I mean, it really depends on the style. So let's let's look at this for a second. If this song was a duet, um, you know, let's say between the lead singer and the girl, uh, it might sound something like this. Cause the love was gone a long, long time ago. So that's a little different than when you have three. Cause the love was gone a long, long time ago. Yeah, so this is a little bit different. Um, you have to look at the form of what it is. Okay, is the song a supposed, to, supposed to be a duet? Or is it supposed to be a lead singer with people behind him? Or is it um, the lead singer, another person, and then sort of people in the background? 
because sometimes, like on a song like this, the lead vocal is the most important, obviously, but then the girls' backing vocals are a little more important than the second guy backing vocals. And so then they told me that, you know, the client told me this. They'd say, okay, well, you know, it's mainly about the lead and the girls' vocals together, but then we also want the other one in there. So you have to imagine the form, you have to imagine the production as a whole and say, okay, what what is this actually trying to accomplish? As far as the recording of it goes, you know, this is these are well-written harmonies. They're not, you know, perfectly performed, but they're well-written harmonies. They go well together, and the voices complement each other. There is something to be said about backing vocalists who just do not sound good with the lead. There are definitely pairings of people that sound better together than others. So, there, I mean, there are some cases when a backing vocalist will come to sing on something and I just say, you know what, your voice just does not, it doesn't match. You know, it doesn't match tonally with this voice. It's either like way too bright or, you know, and, and you can mess around with mics and mic placement to kind of get it there, but there's a certain point when it's like, you know what, you're a great singer, you're a great singer, but together you guys don't sound right together. And um, sometimes it's just a matter of having the lead vocalist do the backing vocals. Sometimes that works better. However, with all of that said, I usually find it better to have a different backing vocalist um, or treat it as though it was a different vocalist. So on this recording, when I do backing vocals, I think one of the keys to getting separation is using a different mic for each consecutive vocal and also deciding the plane of space that each one is going to take up and then using a different mic distance for each vocalist. So, for example, the lead vocal had, you know, a tube mic pretty close, you know, under, under a foot, you know, somewhere between six and ten inches. And they were, you know, he was singing right straight onto it. Well, the girl's backing vocal, uh, we used a different mic, uh, still a large diaphragm, but it wasn't a tube mic, it was a solid state mic. Um, and she was about 10 to 15 inches away. And so it sounds a little different tonally, sounds a little different space-wise, doesn't sound as near to you, um, which is important because it's about, in this case, it's about the lead vocal, the backing vocals are behind it. And again, you have to decide, you have to imagine the production as a whole. You can't just say, well, I guess we'll put some backing vocals on it and hope it works. If you record every single backing vocal with the same mic at the same distance as your lead, you're going to have an impossible task um, trying to get them to layer because you're trying to layer essentially five leads. And that's not what you're actually trying to record, right? Um, I mean, it's the same situation as if you... We're like, okay, I want room mics on the drums, and you put them a foot away from the drums. It's like, that's not a room mic, that's a close mic. <laughs> I mean, that... So it's the same type thing. You want the backing vocals to sound literally farther away. And a lot of home recordists, um, because the room isn't adequate or whatever, they pretty much close mic everything, and that's, that's hard. Because a lot of things like drums and acoustic instruments and vocals sometimes need, you know, over a foot, two feet, something of space to really get that right sound. So the third backing vocal, the other guy vocal, was recorded with a different mic than the lead. Um, it is the lead singer singing it, but we used a different mic 
and he was about two feet back. So each consecutive harmony is farther, and it's based on importance. So they told me it was the lead vocal is obviously most important, the girl's vocal was second most important, and then the lead singer's second harmony was supposed to be there, but not really supposed to be like super up front. So uh, again, let's I'll refresh your memory. Let's listen to it and see what we can do to improve it. Cause your love was gone a long, long time ago Where's the love been? Where did it go? Okay, so initially I hear some tuning problems. And uh, so I've already tuned these, and so I'm going to just do this for expediting the process. But I've already tuned these vocals, so I will engage those plugins um, so you can now hear them together tune. Now... I'm going to switch back and forth so you can hear the difference of how much of a difference that tuning makes because it makes a pretty big difference in terms of tightness. So here's untuned. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. And tuned. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Okay, so already sounds better. Tuning is really important to getting a good sound. I hate it sometimes, but I love it other times. So it's 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 a two-edged sword. I mean, it's really, it's frustrating because even the greatest vocalists can come in and have, you know, a rough day or they, you know, don't hit one note on one take. So you take it from another take or you tune it. Um, so a big thing with me is... You know, on a lead vocal, you'll record, I don't know, let's say four takes, and then you choose the best words or phrases or, you know, this is a better verse or this is a better, you know, word from this take and that take. It's called comping. Um, you know, we do that a lot. A lot of people ignore that on backing vocals. They, you know, they record some backing vocal passes and they don't comp them. They just get lazy. Well, you need to comp those too. I mean, um, you need to comp those big time. So here, I'll just show you an example. Um, I'll listen to this, and when I hear a line, I'll stop. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the heart. Okay, on But I Just Don't Know, the guy's backing vocal in the background was a little eh. So let's listen to that. I've been looking, but I just don't know through Okay, so just don't know. I mean, it kind of has this weird little. I've been looking, but I just don't know through. Or maybe it's on don't. Um, so let me listen to that again. But I just don't know through. Yeah, it's on don't. So let me see if I've got a different take of that. Okay, let's see here. But I just don't know through. Uh, now on this one, no is sloppier. Okay, so. I moved, but I just don't from another take, and I left no from the first take. So here was here was what we had before. But I just don't know through. And this is what we have now. But I just don't know through. So little things like that, you have to go through the vocals and do that um, as much as possible, and then tune it. Okay. It makes such a big difference when you don't have to tune a lot. I mean, when you can sort through takes and, you know, peel back layers or use playlists or however you do it um, and find a better word or a better phrase or a better line. That was just a simple example of what I will do through the entire song on every vocal track. 
So that will make a big difference. Now that they are tuned, we're going to listen a little bit for timing issues, okay? So if something needs to be nudged or moved, let's listen to it. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have been okay And if you see it again, let me know where the love go Now generally, that's pretty close. There are a couple of spots where they don't start exactly in time um, And they don't end exactly in time and let's see, let's find an example here. Okay, so right there, there's some like weird breath stuff going on where they're all kind of breathing at different points and they're ending a little bit differently together on shoulda. And we don't want it to flam. We don't want it to sound like shoulda. You know, we want it to sound like one vocal, essentially. So I'm going to edit these just a little bit. So here I'm essentially moving, I'm chopping and moving the backing vocals to the lead. Um, once you know your lead is good, then that helps a lot. Okay, and then I'm going to take out some of these breaths in between on the backing vocals. I kind of like the breath there on the lead. I, I mean, I will take out breaths on lead vocals too, but it just depends on the song. Sometimes if you take out the leads or the, the breaths, it, it sounds wrong. Other times the breaths are really distracting. So you gotta gauge it on a, you know, song by song basis. Let's listen to this. Yeah, so that's much better. Now shoulda sounds tighter. Okay, so the guy's backing vocal is still a little early, I feel like. It just seems to come in just a little early, so let me nudge this back a little. Okay, so he sang should early and uh late, so I'm going to move just uh. Okay, so that's kind of annoying, but um, basically that's sort of an extreme example of something that you might do through an entire track. But again, it's best to just record it that way. Try to get the backing vocalists to understand the goal of many backing vocals is not to sound like a different voice. It's to sound like a chord with the lead. So timing in some ways is almost more important than tuning. I mean, because let's be honest, worst case, we have all the tuning programs that we can use in the world today to make every vocal as perfect as it can possibly be inhumanly perfect. But timing is something that takes a long time to edit. Let's be honest, tuning does not take that long. Even manual tuning doesn't take that long. Timing is something you really need to focus on. Timing on a vocal is sometimes ignored and uh, that's that's wrong. I mean, the timing of a vocal really can define how good the song feels, you know? Does the vocal feel like they're really in time with the drums? Does it feel like they're really getting into it with the drums? If the vocal's out of time with the drums, it sounds like something is wrong. It doesn't really sound bad, it just sounds like the band wasn't playing together. I mean, if you think about it, in most mixes, the drums and the bass and the vocal are like the loudest things. So... Um, you know, if they're not tight together, or if 
you know, their timing. If you were to only edit three things in an entire mix, drums, bass, vocal, I, I mean, that's the point of all this is that they were, you know, they need to be really solid. But it starts with a good performance. So, um, okay, it's sounding pretty good right now. Let's take a listen to it again. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. Okay, so one thing that they had told me is they want the second guy's backing vocal to be a little less predominant. So we don't want it to sound like a trio necessarily. So what I actually ended up doing in this mix is I doubled or duplicated the low backing vocal and I panned them. And on one of them, I used a doubler plugin. Okay, so I like to use Waves Doubler a lot. And essentially what you can do is set it up to where it will make another voice sound, you know, it'll make one voice sound kind of like two. And again, it's not perfect, but essentially what you're wanting to do is why, you know, why did I do this as opposed to tracking a, a double track on the vocal? Well, A, we were really crunched for time in the studio when we recorded it, but B, with every additional vocal, you bring in more timing issues. So if you're able to use a doubler on certain things, um, that can really help because the timing pretty much stays perfect. It's the tuning that will alter, and so it'll sound like a different performance. So um, what I've done here on this second vocal, I've duplicated the vocal, I've panned them hard left and right, and I put a doubler on the right one. I've adjusted the depth of it, so it will change pitch over time slowly to not sound like the lead uh, or the original. So this is what it sounds like right now. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. And you can adjust the timing between them um, delay-wise and then maybe the EQ just a little bit. So this is what it sounds like now. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring Okay, so um, now it essentially kind of sounds like two voices, okay? Um, it's not perfect, but it sounds pretty cool with all the other vocals. Check it out. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have... So in the context of that, it actually really does sound like two vocals, right? On its own, it's kind of like, uh, okay but in the context it sounds great. So that makes that backing vocal part a little less important. Now you might think, well, you're adding a second version of it, doesn't that make it more important? No, because essentially what I plan to do is make those a lot darker and sort of as, a, um, again, in the background on the left and the right. And the girl vocal, I'm actually gonna just keep probably center or a little off center because like they said, they wanted the lead vocal they wanted the girl's vocal, and then the guy's vocal is just a sort of an undertone. So that's the direction I decided to take, is lead and girl vocal kind of centered, and then the other one's panned, okay? Um, so the next thing that I usually do is DS the vocal. Um, S's are very harsh to the ear, generally, especially in recording. If everybody has S's and T's and K sounds, you know, in their vocal, if they're not perfect, then 
it's going to flam kind of like, you know, and you don't want that. You want it to sound like one vocal, okay? So if these consonants aren't controlled, then it will kind of sound a little washy. Um, so let's DS the lead vocal and then the girl vocal. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. Hurricanes and the pouring rain, we should have been okay. And okay, so as you heard there, I was listening to the sidechain input, um, which is essentially what am I going to DS, and then I uh, applied it. So this is what it sounds like before. Where's the love been? And after. Where's the love been? So those S's are just a little more control. Let's do the same to the first backing vocal where's the love band where did it go where's the love band where's the love band where did it go where's the love band okay so um generally on a guy's vocal there are two main spots to watch out for on a de-esser. Um, one is sort of in the two to four kilohertz range, which is more of the hard like kuh and shuh and you know sort of nasally sim sibilant kind of thing. It's not really sibilance, I guess. It it's just sort of this nasally harshness. Um, and the second spot is more around like five, six, seven k. On a female vocal, a lot of that is a little different. It's just a little bit higher often. So um, it might be harshness around three or four, and then S is around five, six, seven, eight, nine K. I mean, it really depends on the singer. Um, both of these singers are actually very good at not um, what, what I call over -essing, which means, you know, if you had to say the word, um, let's just say, say. If you had to say the word say, some singers will do like say. Like they'll really drag out the S, and you don't need to do that. I mean, it's fine if you just go say, not say. And I think it's a bad habit a lot of singers get into, and luckily these vocalists aren't bad about it. They don't drag out their S's. And uh, so really be listening for that in the recording. Listen for, you know, the things that you have to fix in the mix, like let's say DSing and, you know, compressing a lot. Fix those in the recording, you know, say okay, you're singing your S syllables or your T syllables way too strong. Um, you know, mellow up on those a little bit and describe that to them, you know. Perform that. Say, don't go say, just sing say, okay? You don't have to say. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Or, if they're too variant in volume, tell them to not move as much or tell them to move more. Um, you know, if, if they get really loud and then super quiet, you know, tell them to move into the mic when they're quiet and move back when they're loud or just lean back a little. I mean, even just three to five inches can make a big difference in volume when you're that close on a mic. Um, if you're farther away, you probably wouldn't hear any difference between 10 inches of movement between your head, you know, leaning forward and leaning back. But when you're underneath a foot from a mic, every inch makes a pretty big difference in tone and volume. So 
Um, you know, you can use a compressor too. Compressors are used all the time. That's fine. But point is, try to imagine the things that you constantly fix in your mix and, you know, fix them in the recording in some way. Um, okay, so uh, the next thing... Uh, oh, I still got to DS the guys backing vocals. So let's do that real quick. I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricane. Now on this guy, I'm going to DS a lot more because I want it to be a little darker. So I'm putting it down at like 2.5K and using a shelf DSer. Um, so it's really removing a lot of the brightness from it. You'll hear, I'll do before and after. Here's before. Where's the love band? Where did it go? Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Okay, so I'm going to copy and paste that effect to the second guy vocal, or the double that we created. So now this is, okay, I'll play you all the vocals together with no DSing, and then I'll play it with. So here's no DSing, and then with. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring Okay, just a reminder of what it sounded like when we started, okay? Just so you can hear it. This is what it sounded like. Go, I've been looking, but I just don't know through the Okay, so we've added tuning and DSing and we've edited some parts, so and then we've done the double uh the vocal. So this is what it sounds like now. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Okay, so that's sounding pretty darn good right now. Um Let's add some compression to really get these vocals tight dynamically, okay? So let's start with the lead. Um, you know, we want the lead to be real up front, so let's mess with that. Where's the love band? Where Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking. So this is no compression. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking. And this is with. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes. And I always add compression after um, DSing because compression will really accentuate problematic things. Okay, and you know, in this vocal, I don't really have much of a problem uh, with this vocal. I really like the sound of it. Um, Tone-wise, you know, there are a couple things I might do. I will probably, uh, yeah, let's, let's let's actually go back. I want to listen to that vocal again. Um, I'm going to put a high-pass filter on the vocal to remove any, like, sub-low stuff that might be affecting the compressor. I don't want that. So I'll put that as, I'll go back and put that as my first plug-in on that vocal. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have been okay Okay, so that was just some subtle EQ. I took out a little around 400. I have a high-pass filter um, up at 100 hertz. And yeah, took out a little bit at 3K. 
Uh, I'm gonna double check my DSer just to. Where's the love been? Where did it go? Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Let's uh, double check the girl's vocal. Where's the love been? Where did it Okay, you can hear at the beginning of that where that there's some breathiness that actually probably will get some low-end information moving. So let's put an EQ at the first of that also. And I might add a little bit of air to her vocal just to let it stand out just a little bit. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the... Okay, this is without EQ. Where's the love been? And with. Where's the love been? Okay, I'm going to compress her vocal just a little bit. Let's listen to it with the lead. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. Okay. Now, I will say, I am not afraid to very heavily compress backing vocals. The lead vocal all, you know, will be pretty compressed, but I might compress the backing vocals either a lot more or a lot less. Generally, though, I like quite a bit of compression on backing vocals. Um, compressing about 3 or 4 dB on the lead and about 7 on that girl's backing vocals. Now on these guys, I'm going to compress quite a bit. Where's the love been? Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. Okay, so this is no compression on those guys. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. And with. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. So, um, yeah, that makes a nice difference to it, okay? Um, another thing. Now, on these backing vocals, on these guys, I'm going to EQ them as well. Um, so, I'm going to take out some high end and take out some low end. I don't want these to sound very full. I want them to be in the back. I'm gonna EQ one and then copy paste the settings. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. We should have been hooky. Okay, so I've taken out quite a bit of low end. High pass filters up at 170 and the low pass filters down at 11, uh, 11K that is. So here's those vocals together. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. And that might not sound like very good right now, but in context, this is. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking. Okay, I'm gonna actually bring the high pass filter. That's a little extreme. I'm gonna bring back some of those lows. But I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. We should have been okay. Yeah, I like that more. Okay, so that's, uh, I've got some backing vocal treatments on those. Let's see. Um, okay, let's, let's start to add some effects, okay? So on this lead vocal. I will always start with the lead vocal. Like in a mix, I like to make the lead vocal, you know, pretty, pretty good sounding up front, and I'll mix around it. I mean, because again, it's context, right? If you, if you don't know how anything is supposed to sound, how can you know what's you know where to start from? Uh, a lot of guys will start with the lead vocal and the bass or in the drums. I mean, but 
in, in my problem when I would start with the drums is that I would make them sound huge and then nothing else would fit in the mix. These days I like to start with the vocal. This is these are some of the effects I have on the lead vocal. Let's go through them one at a time. So I've got I've got a small room reverb. Where's the love been? It's pretty short. It's almost like a plate. I mean, it doesn't really sound like a room. It's a, it's fairly wide. Just adding adding a little space. Um, I've also got a slapback delay on. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looked. In the mix, I actually have it somewhere around here. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the. It's just adding a little bit of length to those words and filling up some of the gaps between the words um, to give it just a little more fullness. I've also got an eighth note delay um, in the chorus. This is the chorus that we're hearing right now. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Okay, so again, adding some fullness. It's in time. Um, you combine all those three and you get a pretty nice sounding, you know, combination of effects there. So you, again, you've got a slap delay, eighth note delay, and room. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes. Okay, so on the girl's backing vocal, um, I've got a fairly dark mono reverb. So that pushes her a little bit back in the mix. It's not so big sounding width-wise and all that. Um, this is kind of what her... So I've got two effects on the vocal. Actually, I've got a slap delay again. Um, similar type sound to the lead, like this. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain we should have Okay, so again, just adding a little space. Uh, then the mono reverb sounds like this. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricane. Um, it's in there. It's not very bright. Uh, I don't like reverbs um, that are super bright on pretty much anything except the occasional vocal and the occasional guitar and the occasional snare. But generally if the, i mean if there's going to be something on a reverb that's bright it'll probably be on the lead vocal um because those stand out quite a lot so if you want it to be heard i mean maybe it needs to be brighter but on on the girl's backing vocal i'm more just looking for some space um and again i want it to sound separate from the lead so i'm not putting a stereo reverb on the girl's backing vocal i'm putting just the mono slap back delay and uh, the mono reverb that's pretty dark. So this is what the lead and the girl sound like together with no effects. Where's the love been? Where did it go? Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have been okay Okay, that sounded pretty good to me. Let's mess with these two guys' backing vocals. So, on these, I'm going to do something interesting. Um, I'm going to send it to the same effects that I did on the girls' backing vocals. But note, the girls' backing vocal is pan center, and the effects are mono. On these guys, I'm going to um, do the same thing. So, 
on the left and the right will be completely dry. They're going to be sent to a mono delay. Like so. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain, we should have... Okay, notice how those are pan center. If I had panned them left, it would sound totally different, but I don't want that. Again, I want that lead vocal to be commanding, and the other stuff I want to be sort of floating around in the center. Now, again, keep in mind, this is what I do on vocals. I might not do something like this on, you know, a guitar or something like that because, to me, the center is sort of holy ground, the center of a mix. It's like kick, snare, you know, vocal, bass, pretty much it, you know. Um, I do, uh, I mix LCR, so left, center, right, and I will use the 50-50 points also. And that's it. I only have five pan spots. I very rarely will pan something like, you know, five left or ten left, left or ten right or something. I, I very rarely do that. On the occasional song, like if I have a duet, where, you know, people are singing, like two, like a guy and a girl are sort of singing, you know, back and forth. I might pan the lead, you know, the guy's vocal five left and the girl's vocal five right. You know what I mean? Because together when they sing, it sounds like center, um, but then they have just a little separation when they each sing, and it almost sounds like one standing next to the other, but it's so subtle. That's, you know, that's just an example of something I soft pan but I generally don't soft pan anything. It's, you know, 100% left, 50 left, zero, or center, 50 right, 100% right. So um, let's take a look at the other backing vocal. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricane. Okay, and this is sort of a, um, some people might call this the a Jimmy Douglas technique. He likes to use a lot of mono type effects on vocals and stuff because in his mind he says that uh, it creates a curve in the mix it sounds like there's curvature because you hear the dry things on the left and the right but the effects are in the center and so it, your brain is tricked into thinking there's like a curve in the mix like literally you know if you put a straight like piece of tape between one speaker and the next speaker it's like pushing in the middle of the tape you know backwards so you have this depth Listen to those together, and you can maybe hear what I mean. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain, we should have been okay. See it again, let me know. I think that might be able to have a little bit more because these guys are supposed to be kind of pushed back in the mix. So let's try maybe like this. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. And another thing you might notice is on the girl's backing vocal and on the guy's backing vocal, I'm using the same effects. The lead vocal, I'm only using one shared effect. There's only that slap, but it also has the reverb and it's got a, another delay, an eighth note delay. So those are not being used by the other vocals. So I'm separating it in effects as well as joining it by the slap, sort of bringing the, all the vocals together in the slap to make them sound like they're in the same room. You know, it has these slap reflections. But 
um, the vocal stand, the lead vocal stands out a little bit with a stereo reverb. So let's listen to the girls and the backing guys together. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring. Okay, so now you can really start to hear that depth that comes from it. It sounds like there's curvature in the middle. The first time I heard of that was actually not from Jimmy Douglas. It was from, gosh, I want to say it was from Joe Ciccarelli. I think it was Joe Ciccarelli, actually. He said he really liked mono reverbs. Um, sometimes up the middle, sometimes panned. And I remember thinking, mono reverbs? What's up with that? And I tried it, and I was like, man, you know, there's actually quite a few uses for this. So don't rule those out. You know, they can be pretty useful. Um, so let's hear all three vocalists together now with their effects. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have been okay Okay, now, again, let's have a reminder of what they sounded like initially. I'm going to turn off all the effects, and this is what it sounded like before. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricane. Okay, so that's no effects, that's no tuning, that's no anything, that's not the doubler effect that we did on the vocal. This is what it sounds like altogether. Where's the love band? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know through the hurricanes and the pouring rain. We should have been okay. And if you see it again, let me know where the love go. Okay, so um, I've had some questions. I've had actually a lot of questions about delay and how I use delay. Um, to me, delay is so good and it's so clean. Um, I don't use tons and tons of reverbs. You know, I might use a reverb on a lead vocal. I might use reverb on drums. Um, but a lot, and I might use, you know, a little bit of reverb on some other vocals. But I don't use tons and tons of reverb, maybe just one or two. Uh, I use a lot of delays though. Um, so I'll use slap delays and I'll use timed like eighth note or quarter note delays. I'll use very short doubler type effects. Um, this is an example, okay? I'll give you a great example of a doubler effect, okay? I'm going to create um, a bus and let you hear this just on the lead. Okay, so uh, this is essentially four delays. A doubler is just really a delay with some pitch modulation. So this is four delays. 22 milliseconds, 49 milliseconds, 73 milliseconds, and 91 milliseconds. Uh, the first two are not detuned. The second pair is detuned with some modulation. The idea is to make it sound like mo multiple vocalists, but to me, I use it to get just a little ambience on the vocal. So this is kind of what that sounds like. I'm going to turn off all these other effects on the lead vocal and just send to that guy. Okay, so I'm going to slowly bring in the doubler effect. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain, we should have been okay. Okay, so if you use that subtly enough, 
it's amazing how much more realistic the vocal almost sounds. It sounds like they're sort of like in front of you. And it's because your ears are so used to hearing things in space. You know, when you record things, it's almost like unnatural. You know, there's no reflections. There's no, it's very close, like they're in your brain. So adding delays and things like this can help things make sound actually like real, like you're listening to them. So I'll play you the vocal with the doubler effect on and then I'll turn it off and then you can you can hear what it does. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain We should have been okay And if you see it again, let me know Where'd the love go? And it's so quick. The delays are all under 100 milliseconds And they have no feedback. They don't tap, you know, like da, 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 da. They don't do that. But that's just an example of what I might do with delays because it creates a sort of space for something, but it doesn't really sound like it. It just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds like it's more in front of you rather than, like, awkwardly in your brain. Um, I'll, let me pick a guitar from this mix and actually show you a similar example. Okay, so on this guitar, uh, it's panned 100% right or left actually, and I'm going to add a slap delay to it in the center. This is what it will sound like. Dry. And when I add a slap delay to it that's pan center, sounds like this. Oh, actually, I'll bring it up slowly again. Okay, so that's in right now, and I'm going to turn it off, and you can hear the difference it makes. Now, you might not be able to hear that on speakers as easily, um, unless they're studio monitors, but listen to that on headphones as I was flipping it on and off, and it makes a big difference with the perceived depth and sort of size of that guitar. And uh, so, anyway, um, I hope this show has been useful to you. I hope this has shown you sort of an example of uh, how I do backing vocals, what I do to them, and uh, what you can do to make them sound fuller. Um, again, let's listen to that whole phrase with all the vocals. Where's the love been? Where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know. Through the hurricanes and the pouring rain, we should have been okay. And if you see it again, let me know where the love go. Okay, so now we're going to listen to that in context, in the context of the song. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I will let this song be my outro. If you have any questions about this, email me at recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the blog, recordinglounge.blogspot.com. And the Facebook, just search Facebook for Recording Lounge. I believe the link is facebook.com slash recordinglounge. Um, and if you have any suggestions for shows, email me those. If you need freelance mixing and mastering for your projects, um, I do that. So I can give you a special rate. And just, again, same email address. Email me any questions, comments, thoughts you have. Recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com.
I'll talk to you guys next time. Where's the love and where did it go? I've been looking, but I just don't know.